podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. It's episode, listen to what episode is it? It is 327. It's close. There we go. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, okay, just to turn out. It is episode 327. Beautifully done. Uh, and I'm podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful rural Ireland, still being, as I always am, Trev Downey. I'm joined today by Lisa Marie Hannan, by Cam Branch, and by Cy Brundish. So we have a bit of a bumper crew of AI heads for you for this show. As is fitting, I think, given the occasion that it's in it. Now, an awful lot of people have talked about how this era, um, especially kind of old codgers like myself, I've talked about how this era is um, just about as, as, as fun as any time that they remember. And we have to kind of trace our, our, our history back to when it all started really in earnest um, for this club. And I've been guilty of comparing our current manager um, to this man that I'm going to play some clips from, Bill Shankly, of course, in case you're still wondering. Um, and I, I think there's a very, very valid comparison. The two men are wildly different in many ways and massively similar in other ways. There's a, a charisma level that both have that marks them out as very different to the average human. Uh, and is very different to the average human. And they're both responsible for changing the culture at a club and bringing it um, to winning ways. Um, and if Jurgen can get a few more pots in the press, I don't think there'll be anyone who will quibble with the comparison. However, to recall some days of yore and the origins of this great, great time that we're having now, let's take it back to Bill Shankly and a little kind of montage of some of his uh, more memorable moments. It's about two minutes, so just sit back and enjoy, enjoy this. My idea was that to build Liverpool into a bastion of invincibility, you know, like Napoleon had that idea, he conquered the bloody world, you know. And that's what I wanted, that Liverpool would be an unfortunate. Exaggeration. 
An exaggeration is a form of psychology. Like my ideas, something, and it's something red and it's printed and it's, it's, a, it's a form of tradition. I'm not complaining about anything you've got in the back of the system. I think that the team in the mid-sex is, I think they were the best team that's been in this country. I don't think so, I'm separate. They were kneeling down to me because I was bored and anything. They were pleased that they had won something. They were proud. The first thing that I've ever was made by these boys. My life was spent there, fighting to get them somewhere. They decided to leave the club. Possibly it was like going to the electric chair. I've cloned it into our players. Time and again. That they are privileged to play for you. And if you didn't believe me, they believe me now. I mean, what do you say about that? So I'm gonna go straight to you, man. As a as a guy of um, yeah, you're a younger man than me, but we're not a million miles away from each other. You've grown up steeped in the uh, in the Shanks mythology, and there's something about him talking and saying those words, but conquering the bloody waddled. You just the hair stand the back of your neck, and you know it's a different world now. Jurgen's a different type of guy for a different era. Uh, and a different audience and a different type of footballer and a different method of that um, motivation that he spoke about. He weren't going with the comparison. Uh, they're two guys you'd run through walls for, aren't they? I, I think they're much more similar than people would give them credit for. I think the only difference is the, is time. The, the clock is the shankly of his time. That's the thing. They're both builders. They're both um, they, they're good humans first, that, mm. that they build this collaborate, collaboration of skills. He builds people up. Like, it's, it's not that he, he puts his arm around uh, a weak Stanley, Stan Collymore to make him feel good about himself. He, he genuinely wants people to be the best versions of themselves. That everybody is, uh, he is around and, and he just creates this family that cares for each other, that, uh, that absolutely wants the best for one another and everybody around, all people involved, just good humans and, and collaboratively, collectively that creates this force that, that live, that sets Liverpool apart, which was started by Shankly and, and it just innately is what's deep down in Jurgen Klopp. He comes from, you know, coal miners stock in, in, uh, deepest black forest. Um, and there, there, there's just something like, there's just something different about it. Like there's no airs and graces about him. He doesn't care about having a Porsche. He, he, he doesn't care about being rich. He, he cares about people having the best and him doing the best job and him, he, he has some kind of, um, his legacy to him is people thinking that he is a good dude and that he did the very best for the club and for the fans and, and he is. And he just happens to be a genius at football at the same time. 
you you work with people motivating them um would be a part of of your work um to try to get into the mindset of somebody i know it's a huge part of my of my day-to-day um and you, you, the point i was driving at with the, the different time and i think you were echoing it there is that like you said club can't really go in two-footed on, on somebody um because people are made differently now they're structured differently mentally and um it's a different uh, it's a different sort of uh uh skill for sure to motivate a guy who's fabulously wealthy beyond any uh fears of having to worry about the rest of his life uh in a way that the lads who played for shankly weren't and the lads who played for shankly if they were injured so he would ignore them he was fucking furious with them uh, but that in itself motivated them because different times we're not talking about whether it was good or bad best if you and i as two old fellas don't get into a talk about what's good and bad and how society has changed it just simply has and so you have to roll with that and yet there's something about Jurgen, I think you'll agree, that I know I find is an essential part of my day to day. And I wonder if it's if it's a part of yours that you also have to, apart from the kind of cajoling thing, you have to have the ability to possibly put a little bit of the fear of God into someone too. And to do that in this day and age, that's a real skill. It's a rare thing. It's not that like you can threaten in the way you used to be able to. It's um, it's to do with maybe fear of discipline. That's exactly. Uh, I, I think what it I'm fear is. of disappointing the character. You know, yeah. That is exactly yeah. what it is. You are so. He is such a great character. You want him to be your dad and your best friend. You want his approval, and the fear of not having his approval or letting him, let letting him down. And he he also adds a layer of this that there's such a level of trust and respect amongst the team that you might let one of your teammates down. That's the motivation. Instead of uh, yeah. fear of what would have been in the 60s and 70s, fear of not getting paid, fear of losing your job, so you're not going to get paid, not be going to pay pay for your house or your beer even at the, we- at the weekend. Like footballers can't be motivated by the stick at all anymore. They're they're totally the, at the opposite end of that um, of that hierarchy of needs that you have to. Um, used to, to to inspire and to to so he sets standards of work ethic and diligence and he has people around him that are the best at their skill set in the world that also set standards of diligence and professionalism they expect it and if you fall be- below that he's not going to scream at you that that you're going to feel terrible or one of your teammates is going to look at you badly and and that's yeah. the thing that, that sustains the levels. And Lisa Marie, as you joined the fandom of Liverpool, you joined it with Jurgen Klopp and the everything that that entails. And we saw him, was it just last night? I, I'm losing track of, of, of when these things occur. But I think it was just last night as he was presented with the ALMA Awards, much to the fume of all the small brains uh, on the various social medias. But of course, in classic style, um, Jürgen said something along the lines of, to win an award like this, basically, he said, you're either a genius or you're surrounded by the best people. Uh, to echo what Sai was saying and to use it as a segue. And uh, I love that because, to me, that's 
at the core of, of what this lad has been about from the start. It's not false humility with Klopp, Lisa Marie. You get the impression it's genuine. Um, of course, like everybody else, he has a massive desire to win, which um, means you have to have a certain level of ego for attainment you want to attain. Um, I, I loved the thing that Jurgen seemed to mean and make it regular uh, sort of a, a, a meme almost amongst um, the staff uh, and the players specifically was they they're going to take our points. We want our fucking points back um, and they're not having our fucking points. And there's a level of anger there. And again, I suppose that takes a level of entitlement too. But you never get the feeling that that comes from a place of arrogance with this guy. And I imagine that was part, a very big part of you saying, I can fully imprint on this club because I can get behind what this guy stands for. Yeah, Trev, you, you nailed it on the head. I mean, I think looking back, I really do think Klopp and the culture he was creating um, and has now, you know, embedded in this team was very much what attracted me, you know, to starting to follow the club and, and just sort of continue to to pull me in, you know, week after week, year after year to just, you know, to just get in deeper and deeper, you know, to, to the level that I'm at now. So yes, you're absolutely right. I am like full clop era. It's just, it's just coincidence. You know, it's all it is. It's just this beautiful, happy coincidence that, you know, that's all I really know. Um, but I also love and appreciate, you know, looking back and learning more about, you know, the past and, and when, People first kind of started comparing Klopp to Bell Shankly. I went back and did some reading just to kind of understand that comparison. And, you know, and I very much, you know, could see where, where that does come from. Um, but yeah, but everything about Klopp just strikes me as so genuine. And, you know, either he is just the best actor in the world and has this all completely snowed, but, but I don't think so. I mean, he, he just comes off as, you know, what you see is what you get. And, and he's just completely genuine in, in his reactions to things. I mean, we all get a giggle over, you know, when he's pissed off at a post-match press conference and, and just, and says it, you know, I mean, he doesn't per se, I mean, I'm sure he's censoring himself to a degree, but, but, you know, he, he doesn't hold back about things like there should be five subs in the Premier League or, you know, Variousness sundry things, you know, that have, you know, been going on in the last couple of years. He, you know, he states his opinion and, and he's, he's not afraid to do that. And, and I think that just makes me admire him all the more. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't take issue with a solitary thing you said there, except I have, as a guy who's been massively interested in this all my life, I've got quite a lot of admiration for Jurgen's acting chops. I've seen him now in several <laughs> ads, and he's decent, you know. He's actually well, quite yeah. good. I mean, you know, as I was saying that, I was like, you know, there is a level of acting that is needed for some of those press conferences, and I get that. But, yeah. but where I was going yeah. was as far as, you know, whether oh, we feel like we're just being, you know, fooled by this persona, yeah, you know, this of course, public of course, persona of course, that is and that I, that I think is 100% genuine, but... You know, when everyone was freaking, and I'm kind of segueing here a little bit, but for example, just the last day or so when everybody's been freaking out about Tiago, I'm just like, we all know how Klopp can be about these injury things. I'm not, I'm not freaking out. I'm just, you know, because he's not going to, he's going to play that close to his chest and not, 
you know, come right out and, and say it because it's to our advantage a little bit. And we don't even, you know, know that Tiago's going to be a hundred percent yet. But, but to me, it was just, let's just take a step back and wait. <laughs> I, I admire your patience. I, I, my hair's on fire <laughs> and I don't even have hair. So my skull is on fire. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh, but I think you can. Yeah, thanks. You see, you see, I know you, you obviously would because you, you're, you're a decent person. Brain, however, was straight in, uh, as we could see. His, his man flu makes him think that he is a little bit of leeway here, but I don't want to skip past because I, I have incurred your wrath before, uh, when I, when I failed to allow you to do something that you prepared. <laughs> so I was just wondering. That was at the end. Uh, but. <laughs> I know. Do you have, do you have an opening quote for us? I do have just a quick little opening quote. Um, Sorrow can be alleviated by good sleep, a bath, and a glass of wine. And that's exactly <laughs> what helped me on Sunday into Monday. <laughs> and that was Excellent. Thomas Aquinas, by the way. <laughs> Thomas Aquinas helps you get over losing the league. Uh, Plato, you can't you can't beat the old uh, the old Catholic philosophers for a bit of that. Uh, good advice, good wholesome advice. Uh, Brenchy, well, what was funny you... was I saw the quote, and then when I saw who they had attributed it to, I just thought it was even funnier. So yeah. it's brilliant. It works. It, it works on several levels now. Um, once it wasn't communion wine you were drinking, then we're all good. Um, so I've, I've got to, I've, I've got to, I've got to ask you, Brachy, are you going to be able to get through this show okay? We, we, we've been informed you have man flu. Yeah, I've been, um, on mute for a while now and I've just been coughing away. So, uh, I will, ah. I will endeavor to do my best. You know, I mean, I, I will battle on, you know. You are, you are a true hero. You are a true hero. A but true can man. we, can we can Your we put it in perspective? Your strength and dedication is so inspiring, Cam. Oh, it's beautiful. But let's put it in perspective for people before we get too fawning about Cam's um, tremendous uh, um, fortitude. The reason we're doing the show this evening and tonight is because Cam has travel plans because the fucker's going to Paris. So how is that looking, man? Give us a brief summary of what the next couple of days and uh, your planes and trains and automobiles situation looks like. Right. Um, as I explained last week, uh, a man from Mr. Singh's Pizzas very kindly went out and hired a, a people carrier so I could jump in with him and the other three lads. So the idea is we're leaving um, a man's place tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. We'll be driving down to Folkestone or Felixstowe. I think it's Folkestone, wherever the uh, Le Chateau goes from, um, which is then just a 30, 40 minute hop over to Calais. So that is booked for 12.30 on Friday. The idea is just to go down tomorrow night so we don't have to stress on Friday morning. Just stop over in a hotel tomorrow night. Chill, relax. Just have a bit of a laugh and a well, giggle. Same time, uh, Cam? Same time. Same time, 12.30. Oh, from uh, folks in Calais. Uh, folks yeah. in Fi- oh, brilliant. We'll see you down there then. I'll come looking for you. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's superb. That's great news. So, um, the idea is then we just, uh, go over, uh, I think it's only about 30, 40 minute journey through the tunnel. And then it's about a three hour drive from Calais to, uh, Paris. Uh, once in Paris, uh, the podfather himself has booked a frog revolution tomorrow, uh, Friday evening. 
uh, where a lot of the AI people uh, are looking to get together, have a bite to eat, um, maybe have a few drinks, whoever wants to have a few drinks, and just uh, stop painting the town red, as they say. So, um, so we can hear we can hear from Sai. I didn't realize Sai was going. Um, that, that's I, 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 that has added to my envy massively as the show progresses. I'm not sure I'm gonna get through it now. But th- so two of you guys are going. Uh, we know Gags is going. Um, you're talking about some of the AI people. Who else are some of the names that people might recognize um, for being on shows or show adjacent uh, who may be there? Um, Steve Pizza is going to be out there. Um, oh, fantastic. Her, okay. Yeah. Harinda Baj is obviously going to be out there. Um, Excellent. Unfortunately, Eddie and Greg are not going to make it this time. Um, I, think okay. a, I think a load of the listeners are going to be out there. Um, there's a quite a lot of chat going on in discord i believe um that quite a few, few what about is, is 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 adam making over from, from madrid or i'm not sure i haven't seen him mentioned anywhere um gags are just in a, a, a another whatsapp group i've been added to i think i'm a member of about 50 whatsapp <laughs> um and there's there's people in here but i don't know who they are uh, so it's just got phone numbers um there's about there's 12 people in there so far, but okay. I don't know who's who in there. It's just it doesn't bother even adding, adding me to these things because I know I just archived them straight away. Too mean. <laughs> You're not a joiner, Sai. You're just not a joiner. Oh, no. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> uh, can, can I just, just to wrap this up, because I presume, and I'll, I'll, I'll start on in a minute with Sai on this very question, sure. uh, as we go through the second little round of things here, but I assume then, once you come out of that restaurant, the Honda's on, yes, um, it's about like, whatever shot in the, in the dark you have again take it that's that's when that happens or have you at this stage just sort of um, made up your mind that it's going to be whatever I, I'll, I'll, I'll you know j- j- jump in with the crowd wherever we're watching it on whatever screen or like are, are you even a bit hopeful or what way are you feeling about that i've got a ticket no way yeah <sighs> got a ticket um in the uh, recent uefa ballot um, a few of the few of the people got emails, and uh, me and Gags managed to get in there. And uh, a couple of the lads from um, who got, who I'm travelling down with, they managed to get some as well. So there's about five six of us in the end who were ticketless who managed to secure secure tickets through the ballot. So we got really really fantastic. Lucky. We got cat- category two tickets, so cost a couple of quid, but cheaper than Madrid. Let's put it that way. So, um, <laughs> ah, dear, I'm delighted for you. I'm delighted yeah. for you. That is fantastic. Now, before we move on, like I say, into the second round of things, you usually have some opening quote as well. Let's do that now before I uh, sure. hop a few more questions off everybody. It's just a sentence and it's, it's simply this Be happy in anticipation of what's coming. <laughs> I love it, Simon. Are you are you happy in anticipation of what's coming, buddy? As you as you look forward to this, and now we know you're going. Uh, I suppose I better ask the awkward question: uh, Have you been as lucky as this other lad in terms of uh, tickets? Dude, uh, yes, I, we got two tickets through just through the, the normal standard ballot. I've, I I've had a ticket in every single ballot so far we've had. So. Uh, we tend to be quite lucky. Kiev, Madrid, um, 
and to be fair, Gags has had both of them so far because uh, I always managed to get elsewhere. Um, so it's it's worked out nicely. I am I, I love that quote. I'm all on board with it, and I thoroughly expect us to win. But even if we don't, I'm just I'm taking my 14 year old, and he could not Magic. be happier. He could not be more excited for a whole goddamn week. It's just gonna be brilliant. Wow, what an occasion for the wee man. That is amazing. That is amazing. And 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 I guess uh, the ultimate uh, dad and lad there right right away. I mean, I I have to start. I'm gonna get this stuff out of the way at the start because we'd like obviously to have most of the show as upbeat as possible. Uh, Lisa Marie alluded to the Tiago thing, and um, there's a lot of chit chat about some of our players and their futures and all the rest of it. Um, I'm just going to play a small clip. It doesn't matter, really. If you don't want to go into it, you don't want to go into it, it's fine. But it's just to talk about some of the things that might be worrying people in advance. So obviously the fitness around our two, two of our, 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 our you know, first team midfield. That's a, that's a thing. And I, I want to talk to you about those two guys. But even long term, and like you said, you know, um, in a way it almost partially doesn't matter because this team is just so is so awesome, and I mean that in the most non-Yang sense possible. Sorry, Marie. I mean they're awesome. Like just like the the the, the, the idea of magnitude and size and scope, and uh, it's hard to be too disappointed. My disappointment comes when I think about the team and the characters and the assembly that we have of characters being broken up. And I saw this, and it kind of bugged me a little bit. So this is Sadio. This is Sadio being asked about his immediate future. Make sure that you're staying staying around a lot longer than than just next season. First uh, will be special community and to make it seven. And this question, I will answer after Champions League. I'm staying or no? I'm going to answer after Champions League. <laughs> Okay, now we've had Mo Salah saying something, Sai, along the lines of, I'll definitely be here next year, uh, which sounded to me almost passive-aggressive in the li- in, along the lines of, they'll fucking pay me or I'll walk. Uh, and that's fine, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I just get the fear when I hear these things. Uh, talk to me about those two topics, if you wouldn't mind. First of all, the the the, the fitness or, and, and your hopes around the fitness of the two lads in central midfield. And then secondly, about how you feel about the idea of this team breaking up. I know we should be open to evolution, but I can't tell you how much I admire those two men in particular, Sadio and Mo. So I don't even entertain the concept of them going. So on those two topics, where do you stand, my friend? Uh, I am um, crossing all my fingers and all my toes that Thiago is fit. Thiago is a game changer. He is, he is, it's possible we can win without him. It just exponentially increases our chances of a wonderful game of football if he's playing. I just love watching him. Just watching mm. him live. The Champions League final against Real Madrid for Liverpool. Fucking hell. This is what you dream about as a kid. Like, I just saw um, the 81 when we played Real Madrid in Paris last one 1-0. And there is uh, Sunes, Dalglish, Hansen. Stood next to each other with the with the truck, the uh, European Cup, yeah, and like the, jo- the jock absolute, absolute legends, and we like the world's greatest in their positions at that time, and we have those all over 
for the pitch now. But like Thiago is 100% our best midfielder and the best version of that kind of midfielder that I've ever seen in my life. But he's definitely best in the world. And having that on your team is going to help. Fab, I'm, I actually am I'm thoroughly um, of the belief that he's going to start and he'll be fine. Who also is the best version of, of that in the world right now. Against the other best version of that, which is is going to going to make the game uh, interesting. Um, and I, I I I I hate the the ephemera around transfers around contracts because yeah. nobody knows the truth. Um, and, and it's just that, and it's just people earning money off the back of gossip. I, I I've no interest in it at all. People's interpretation of Mane and Mo couldn't be more different, and it's a remarkable thing. Mo says nothing but, I want to stay. Mane is leaking all the time that he's going to Real Madrid so he can drive up his contract price. And and people people all over Mo, oh, Mo is, is greedy, blah, 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 and Mane is a god, and, and uh, the most of humble of all sorts. And this doesn't say anything about either of those characters, only people's perception of them. They're, 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 neither of them are doing anything. They're just playing football. And at some point, they're going to leave. It will make me really, 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 really sad. But our team is already evolving. And it's evolving all the time, with right beneath our eyes, without us realising it's happening. Um, yeah. And if you look at the, seven, the difference between the 77... Uh, 79, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85 teams. Huge evolution amongst those players. And Dude, just look, at, look, look, look at look look at the difference. Look at look at the difference between uh, more of our vintage. The 85, 86 double winning team, 86, 87 was one of those years where we won nothing. And then the year after that, that team has got like a completely new strike force. Uh, different, a couple of different midfielders knocking about in there as well, and it's just a, a sea change. It was a total and, overhaul. And we spoke the last day, didn't we, about, I think it was the the last one you were on, I think it had come in the wake of the Klopp on news about the extension, and just to wheel it back around to Bill Shankly, like, we get to see evolution, we get to see this team evolve under him now, because he's going to be here for long enough to do that, and that's exciting, even if, as as you say and I say, it'll kind of break our hearts to see old favourites going or moving on when they're still good and could do lots of work for us. You have to have faith that it will evolve because if we really truly believe what we believe about this guy, it will. About this guy, but also about this club. I, I have full faith in, in our um, procurement team that it's just the hit record of them is unbelievable. The development of the players is just remarkable and Klopp knits it together perfectly. Klopp, I, I find people um, they talk about football managers and they, they have this very traditional view of them. So the transfers are him. Um, whoever's coming in is him and is down to him and he gets credit for it. And largely, the players that, if you actually look deep down at the details of what's going on, he's wanted very different players from the stars that we have. Um, and he, the beauty of him is that he is humble enough to accept the information and uh, rethink and reconsider his his original view and get the better player. So, I, I, like tying it all together, I think he's uh, the whole club, top to bottom, is brilliantly run, and I have full faith that that the culture within the club 
the um, the purchasing, the scouting, and the development once they're there is just is going to rock for for as long as clocks around and hopefully beyond. But let's not think about that for now. I'm going to bore down in a few minutes with all of you into the specific game that's ahead of us and your feelings around it, your compar- your, your concerns and your hopes and your your areas of, of, of confidence. But before we do that, this is probably one of the strengths of this show, Lisa Marie, is that we do have a variety of different sort of voices. And you and I won't be at the game. Um, I'll be watching um, from where I always watch with my laptop on my knees or beside me where it always is making freaking notes as I always do. I haven't seen a Liverpool game because of the two years before um, the world shut down with the great pox. I was unable to get over for a lot of family stuff reasons. And uh, then there was two years. And since then I have, we're talking about four years since I've gotten to a game, a guy who used to go to games all the time. But in those four years, guess what happened? Raw happened. And every single game I have sat with my computer taking notes because I think I've done Raw on every Liverpool game bar, maybe four or five over those uh, over those five years, uh, four and a half, five years. So I know what I'm going to be doing. But we've spoken to you and I on the show with Cam and Carl on a few different occasions and Obviously, it's a very different situation for you because obviously the time difference makes everything a bit weird. And then not only that, you know, you're trying to run a life. Uh, midweek games are particularly tricky. Um, this being a Saturday, does it free you up a little bit? Are you going to get to just sit uh, and dedicate uh, the time to the game exclusively? Are you going to be double jobbing or what, what, what ways does it look for you? This is my quiet weekend. I mean, other than the the Champions League final, um, in between two busy weekends. So, okay. yay. Uh, <laughs> and um, as I've referenced here before, the last two Champion League finals um, fell during my daughter's dance recital, so I didn't get to watch those either. So this is so I'm very excited about the fact that it's yes, it's a Saturday where I don't have anything going on other than the Champions League final. I'm going to be able to sit down and watch it. Um, my husband and I had talked about maybe going to the restaurant in Nashville that is where the yeah, official yeah, yeah, supporters yeah. group. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he is on call this weekend, so he really can't do that. And I'm not sure that I really want to go by myself. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so we'll probably just be at home. Um, I'm watching it at home, but still, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The thing will be, um, whether, I come and shut myself in my office where I can pace and make yeah, comments see, this is it. will. This is it. I, 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 this is what I wanted to get down to the bottom of because as we converse quite often over and back during games, um, even if they are comparatively brief little uh, messages over and back, part of the lore at this point is that when the game gets stressful, you are pacing. Uh, and I wondered where is the venue where you can do that best because – it may be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can pace downstairs. Here's the thing is our, you know, our living room and kitchen is all kind of one open area. So if Mr. H and I are downstairs in the living room trying to watch the game, and, and especially if they're on early enough on a Saturday, well, here come the kids one by one, you know, fixing breakfast, making comments, you know, and I'm like, would you just be quiet? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Watch this. So, 
Um, so yeah, that, that, that could be what is, what is happening. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll maybe just have to play it by ear. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, I mean, it's early enough here. It's not really where you're going to want to sit down and, you know, have a couple drinks while you're watching the game. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm opposed <laughs> to people doing that, but it's just, you know, <laughs> I'm still half the time drinking coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we can make them Irish coffee. That's a thought. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I, it, but, but yeah, I am looking forward to being able to sit down and watch it. Um, as opposed to, you know, taking peeks on my phone as to what the score is and, and how it's going and, and stuff like that, yeah. as, as I did in of the course. last two champions. Of course, of finals. course, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, also, can I just, I, I thought it was only Brains who did the racial profiling about the Irish in this show, but it appears not. Hey! <sighs> <laughs> That's an actual drink. I am not racial profile. <laughs> the fact, my Mary Bane is Hanahan, which anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, Julie noted, by the way. Julie noted. So I, as, oh, as you the Irish, you know it. I'm actually my best friend is married to uh, a proper fiery redhead Irish lass. Oh, um, here we go. Another another stereotype. Holy shit. <laughs> She, no, it she is. Fiery. She, she, she yeah, will. She will admit she's fiery. She is fiery, man. Honestly, and uh, <laughs> wow. she, she's she's just an absolute joy at the same time. Um, lovely lass, lovely lass. Unfortunately, she's uh, had to shave all her hair off at the moment because um, she's got cancer in two different areas. Unfortunately, at the moment. Uh, well, she'll need the, she'll need the fieriness to get through that, and hopefully she does. If if your pals listen or they're listening, we'll absolutely wish nah, he's a dirty man, he? so, uh, oh, but, uh, okay. it was, she sent me she sent me a photo the other day on WhatsApp, and it was the young lad wearing a Liverpool top, and I was like, Glorious. "What's happened there?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, I so I was like, "What's going on?" And she goes, "He's walked out and left the house, as in," <laughs> and I'm like, "If only we'd known sooner." You could have arranged to have a car there. My street, we've got we've got um, Spurs fan, Man City fan, Man United fan, and Chelsea fan. Dad, all reds. All of the kids are reds. No way. Seriously, yes. Yeah, At different times, they've been something else, but but they're currently reds. Ah, kids are so fickle. It's fantastic. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, just, just to finish off with you on that idea of the match day, Lisa Marie, I was just talking to Sai about, you know, a couple of specific issues there around, uh, the game itself. And I want to start leaning into this and Cam will be asking you about your, your thoughts about the game itself then as well. I mean, as you're looking forward to it, like, you know, there's only so much speculation we can do. You've, Already alluded to the Thiago thing, you're confident, hopeful, whichever combination of the two I am as well. Fabinho, same. Uh, I, I, I still have this dark sort of, uh, angst that, you know, uh, a lineup might, might be named without them. And the reason why I think it's so important for us, and I think Sai alluded to this, uh, to have, why it would be so wonderful for us to have Thiago and why it's absolutely vital we have Fabinho is, Fabinho, I don't think, will really cope without his screening. Uh, whereas Thiago, 
would add to us a, a level of sophistication in that midfield where, if we're being perfectly honest, we have, you know, sort of uh, muscle memory of things going very badly in that department for us before and being outplayed in that area. I don't think you outplay a midfield that has Thiago and Fab doing their thing. And that's kind of, for me, why it's so vital. But as you look forward to the game and thinking specifically about the opposition, you find yourself focusing most of your attention around that injury issue or are you more thinking, because an awful lot of people are, about the big capital N narrative around Mo and revenge or are you thinking will we have the right partnership because a little bit of doubt's been in, injected into it on the back of what people saw as a potentially ropey little spell for Ibu Kanate again it's all about opinions right but as you look ahead to this game like what is the area of the match or the area of the park even that's sort of you know Occupying most of the brain pan for you. I, I, the midfield problem. Because, I mean, Fab was in, um, was it in training today? So I, I think he's, you know, barring some catastrophe, I think, you know, I feel pretty confident that he's, he's going to be there to start. And that, that makes me feel a heck of a lot better, um, you know, to have him in that, you know, in his usual place because he is, you know, he is just the anchor for that midfield in a lot of ways, I I think. Um, you know, you know, I, I am. I'm just fingers crossed and so hopeful that that Tiago is fit and able to um, you know, to play. You know, and part of me wonders, you know, do we start with him and then maybe he comes off, or are we better off having somebody else start and then if it's going okay, um, you know, and then bring him in to kind of see it through. Um, you know, if he's not going to be, you know, ready for the full 90 is, you know, that's, that's a little bit of the debate that's been going on in my brain today. Um, would be, you know, I, I kind of lean toward thinking it would be better to start with him. Um, cause it's much easier to start out on the front foot, um, as opposed to, you know, have to dig yourself out of a hole, you know, all the footage for the anniversary of Istanbul aside that has been across the social media today. Um, so yeah, so I yeah, and then of course you know I mean you, Henderson is likely to start on the other side. You know I mean he's the captain, it's the Champions League final, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if it's Thiago and and Fabino, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm 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 okay with that. Um, um, so yeah, I don't know. And then but I do I am worried about you know I you know I just I just hope that Mo is. I mean, he certainly seems up for it from a mental standpoint with his, you know, revenge and we're going to do it and, and all those other things. Um, so I just I just certainly hope that his game goes along with it that day on Saturday is, is just a, the biggest thing that I'm, I'm hoping for as well. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe that goal, um, which I think, oh, God, and Cam, I'll bring you in on this. It was absolutely heartbreaking, mate, wasn't it? If you've seen the footage during the week after Mo had scored, um, to see Joel, Matip and the boys asking the crowd what the score was, um, I don't know what you thought, but like for me, the absolute worst part of the weekend 
was that false rumor that went around Anfield because it got me for a second as well. Mm-hmm. And then you could just see the anger in everybody. It was just awful. And I mean, as you look ahead, Cam, to the weekend game, you know, on the back of that, do you see that goal from Mo having the, um, an impact? Because look, we can dress it up no matter, it doesn't matter what way you want. And dress it up, and it, this this isn't about opinions. This is about output, and his output in the first half of the season was so bloody phenomenal. He was he's won all the awards, right? Now maybe that just says that it's not actually possible for a, a person to continue that level of form for an entire season. And yet, you get the feeling. And I've been saying this all along that we're going to need him to be at his best if we're going to get this thing over the line because it is a massive ask against a massive club with a huge tradition and a. Uh, horrible, horrible ability to win this particular cup. So, as you look ahead to that specific area at the weekend, what are you thinking around the whole um, Mo Salah uh, uh, form versus output versus uh, revenge versus all of that big narrative that's been built up? Um, I think Mo's goosed. I think he's just played so many minutes this season. He's just absolutely cream crackered. Um, but ultimately, he's got one last hurrah in him for the season. Um, he, he's really, I think he's totally focused on this game as much as he'll ever been for any game in his life. He, he seriously wants revenge. It is totally about revenge for Mo. Um, but he's got to control it as well. Um, he, the goal he scored on Saturday was, it was just, it was one of those sort of goals like you say, well, I don't care if it comes off his backside and goes in. It was that type of goal, wasn't it? It was just a really scrappy, messy goal. And it, I mean, we, we knew in the cop that we were obviously, uh, not winning the title at that point. Um, that rumor started in the, um, the main grandstand, uh, in the lower tier. Uh, we saw it suddenly the cheers going up around there and we're like, and I turned around and said, Villa must have scored to the people around me, you know, look how they're cheering. And then the cheers started going around the stadium because of the cheer. And then it was, uh, we, the, the chap I was, the gent I was with, um, he was luckily getting 5G and he goes, they haven't scored. They haven't scored. So oh, that was a really oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. It was a real bastard moment, a real bastard moment. Whoever, you know, whoever, um, uh, started that room, I hope they have ants in their pants for the rest of their life and, um, fire ants. <laughs> so, um, you know, fucking wanker. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, just thoughts on the, the final itself. Uh, I was actually having this discussion with someone else the other day and it was like, we we're sort of comparing defense against attack for each side and then the midfield and the goalie. So, Obviously, our goalie is better than their goalie, but it's our goalie against their strikers, ultimately, and our defence against their strikers. And how I look at it is our defence is better than their strike force. And then we're looking at our forwards against their defence, and we felt that our forwards were better than their defence. But then the issue is, if we don't have Thiago and Fab at least, then you have to say their midfield is better. And I've always been of the opinion that 
the game is won and lost in midfield. And so that's going to be crucial. I, I honestly think um, Fabinho will start. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I, I'm 100% convinced he will. And I think even if Thiago is 70 or 80%, they'll try and get a half out of him at least. Let me fill in here because for, we've got five for one as second. Well, don't forget. Exactly. Let me just fill in for one second with the latest quotes from Jürgen. These are out a couple hours, so people will be familiar with them by the time they listen to this show. Uh, he said, uh, after the session, he said, I only met him now inside, a good chance. So he will be training this afternoon. He did some stuff this morning. It was not planned that he was doing the session with the players in the moment. It looks like he can be part of training tomorrow. That would be pretty helpful, obviously. And then we go from there. He continues. It's surprisingly good. After the game, it was not really positive. Uh, sorry, after the game, I was not really positive about it, but we got news then that night already that it doesn't look that bad, and from there we went. Now we will see. And he continues one more thing. He says, I can imagine everybody thinks now three days before a game cannot train, but we just have to be sure we do the right stuff in the right moment, and that's what we try. Now, I don't see a huge amount of upside cam to Kloppo being bullish about Thiago's involvement if it's not very likely. Do you know where I'm going with that? Because in the same way that Lisa Marie was talking earlier on about how he could have played cards close to his chest and done a real old-fashioned manager thing uh, uh, that, that uh, you know, I'm not telling them anything, um, that type of thing, you know, they, they, that old school thing. But it seems a bit unusual that he's he's so positive about and putting it out there rather than being cagey so i reckon it's great and so i'm gonna let you decide whether you want to comment on that yourself in a second i'm going to give you the the last word on this uh but uh, so you can please do refer to what you just put in the chat if you want to and if you don't that's okay but cam just to finish with your take on it what's that that's a hook and tease isn't it Ah, yeah, I'm good at that shit. Yeah. So, 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 so I, like, I mean, what do you think about that point? Like, it, 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 it seems odd that he'd be so positive about the potential for him being involved if uh, it wasn't indeed very potential. I'll take what Jurgen Klopp says with a pinch of salt. Um, right. He's, he's, he's. It, you have to play mind games, and Jurgen Klopp doesn't play mind games in the traditional way. He's. He's more cute than that, and he'll 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 say stuff just for the sake of saying it. Doesn't mean a thing half the time. You know, you, you look at the vast majority of his press conferences, and he doesn't actually say a lot. Yeah, he does talk a lot of golf. Fair play yeah. to him. Yeah, and um, we honestly don't know um, until an hour before kickoff whether Tiago will be playing or not. So, yeah. I mean, you, we just can't speculate. Um, he, he, you saw him walking off. You saw him walking back on at the end of the game, and he wasn't walking great. He was struggling, but he had his kid on his shoulders. So, he, <laughs> you know, what's that about? You know, you got, you know, how, how does that work? So, um, yeah. maybe, maybe he, he is. He's absolutely fine, and he's just uh, as a precaution, he's just taking it nice and easy. Um. He doesn't really need to do an awful lot of training. He's he, again, he's another player who's played an awful lot of minutes this season, more a lot more than he 
he possibly has in the past. So I will be able to answer that one. And, you know, he's, he's, he's in, in the red zone for, for want of a better word, uh, phrase, sorry. And, um, you know, it was to be expected. I, I sincerely believe that, like I say, as I said earlier, if, even if he's 70%, he'll start. Yeah. You have well, to start him, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. And, 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 you know, if there's a chance at all, again, like Lisa Marie was saying earlier, on, you want to you want to go hard at the start and yeah. so just just give us give us your your take on it just again from you know your own just professional um standpoint just looking at it what you thought because it's always fascinating what you guys when somebody gets in, injured and watch the conversations over and back between you guys uh, i i always do it i'll be perfectly honest uh you know looking between the closed fingers of my hands because i'm sort of wary and and, and you know i don't want to hear the truth uh as you assess or as you keep an eye on what, what's your gut feeling on it, man? Like, what do you think is going to happen around that? And it, again, we can say, Cam can say, at least Marie can say, I can say things like, well, you've got to take a chance on the guy if he's only X percent fit. You may have a completely different take on that as a, as a person who's involved in sport and fitness and conditioning professionally. Talk to us around the whole thing from your perspective. Right, there's about five points there. Um, I personally, I think he's going to start. Uh, secondly, uh, with the whole Klopp talking it up is weird. It's unusual for Klopp, but if you think of it, it's one game, right? So if you, if even if he was never, he's never going to play him. Telling Real Madrid he's going to play him means Real Madrid have to plan for him. So it's a smart move either way. But I do think he's going to play. Um, the whole percentage of, of fitness thing, it's, it's, it's cartoonish. It's a myth. It's, what does it mean? Um, it's the like, so the only thing, he's not going to have dropped any kind of, um, like what you would consider traditionally fitness, like aerobic capacity or any ability to recover in not training for five days. It will, it will be the tiniest bit, if anything, not, and, and it's not going to, um, stop him from being able to, um, run around for 120 minutes on Saturday in the Champions League final. The thing you have to weigh up is the likelihood of re-injuring it or it inhibiting his ability to run around. So if he's in pain, does it, um, yeah, so it, as he puts his foot on the floor, his Achilles is sore, um, the brain will subliminally um, make him compensate elsewhere and he'll load his hip in the other side and, and then he could pull a hamstring or a hip flexor. Like it, those are the things that you're going to weigh up. If he's pain free, he's playing. If he's, if he's got a dull pain that he can, <coughs> they'll, they'll just drug him up and he'll be playing. Um, and he won't be playing in any physical, physically diminished capacity. That 70% thing, that 80%, what it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, let me let let me cut in and ask another daft question here then, because I know people will be thinking this as 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 we're having the chat and listening to you. Um, I have personal experience of of uh, completely ruptured Achilles, and it's a shit injury. Um, and it happened to me when I was thirty seven, and the guy was kind of telling me, "Oh, that's you done," and obviously that made me absolutely determined to recover quicker than any fucker has ever recovered from, and I did a really decent job on that. Uh, and 
I understand a little bit about what it means and the compensations that, that, that go on. And God, do I understand what happens when you have uh, a serious injury like that in terms of muscle wastage and all the rest. But we're talking here about an Achilles injury that is not on that scale at all. But the pain is a real thing around Achilles injuries. And again, I'm speaking personally here. I know what that's like because even when mine was knitting back together because I didn't get the operation, it was just left to knit back together. The, there's incredible pain involved there as, as, as your body readjusts. Um, is there something that can be done there? So I, like I'm, I'm asking you this and it sounds like I'm trying to lead you into a, 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 a bit of a dark area. I'm really not. Are there things that can be done to mitigate that pain that are not dangerous? So he'll have some kind of acupuncture probably this week. They'll be they'll go through some like it depends which club you're at. I'm not entirely sure if they will do some players. Some uh, athletes have like a thing called cupping, which which can null uh, dull receptors, pain receptors. Uh, also aids like blood flow, which can help with recovery. Um, it's just going to be taking ibuprofen to the, to the maximum levels that you can legally get away with doing. Um, so in a way that you're not, he's, he's going to be having st- stuff that doesn't make you drowsy, but the, um, that, dull, that dulls the pain, but not enough so that you're totally inhibited, in, uninhibited and, you, and he pushes himself past the level that uh, it increases his risk of injury. So I, I don't, think they're worried about him ripping his Achilles. That's really not how it happens. It doesn't gradually build up over, t- over time. There'll be a tear in it, or there isn't a tear in it. Um, and I, I think it's actually on the insertion rather than the actual Achilles itself. So like calf, where, around the, the lower edge of the calf. So it's more of a calf injury, but just in the in the area of Achilles. Right. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm sort of buoyed up a little bit by that and um i mean I, i'm listening to what you're saying around pain relief and i know that everybody's got the 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 um the simplistic notion of uh um is there not some sort of um magical leprechaun juice horse placenta shit that we can just inject into the site of the injury and everything will be fine uh, obviously nothing works like that anymore even if it did not all that long ago and maybe continues to in certain places uh it's just an interesting one to think about and what i want you all to think about as i'm looking at now it's 57 minutes and we're rolling around towards the hour what i want you all to think about is just give me a, a final take on the game of the weekend and what basically what what it means for you uh your feeling your overall feeling how you think it's going to go because we didn't get to do a Malby on the spot this week. And, uh, the, the, the feature at the end with Jan is always, uh, I ask him how he thinks the game is going to go, just straight up old fashioned pundit prediction. Um, so I've got a feeling that that might be a bad idea to, to go around you guys for that as well. But I'm very aware as well that you might have one or two things that you want to say or your different, different sign offs you want to say. So having left side on that topic, um, I'm going to go around again and just get final thoughts from everybody. So again, if you've something that you had kind of planned to throw in at the end, do it here now. Uh, and I'll just go Lisa Marie, Cam, Sai, and then we're out. So Lisa Marie, as you look ahead to the weekend now and the chance, hopefully to, um, watch comparatively unmolested, watch your, your favorite <laughs> team do their, do their thing, which is, um, 
you know, since you've known them, uh, be involved in the most important games. Uh, it doesn't get any bigger than this. I, I bow to nobody on this. This is the biggest game in the world. Um, uh, this is bigger for me than the World Cup final. This is just the biggest football game in the world. Uh, I may be Eurocentric. Uh, who the fuck knows? I couldn't care less. Uh, it's, it's an opinion, uh, and I stick by it. And you've got two, like, I'm undoubted, um, members of, 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 of European football aristocracy. Uh, shaping up against each other you've got bad blood lisa marie you know just to just to <laughs> add to the to the uh, to the to the, the ratchet up the tensions a little bit further there's all sorts of narratives left right center holy shit you, i mean it's a it's a writer's dream i i these are these are the kind of occasions where i wish i was doing my column again because if you can't make good stuff out of this you should not be scribbling or hitting keys i'll tell you that much now as you sort of frame this up for yourself i mean what is there a sort of a win or nothing all or nothing thing or are you consoling yourself like i've seen some people do like oh it's been a good season and i won't mind blah blah, blah. You know, i'll tell you what i'll fucking mind <laughs> i'm just wondering i think you're the same so i'm just wondering give me your give me your thoughts around the weekend if you can please work in how you think the game's going to go as well uh, as whatever sign off you want to do all right, Trevor, you know that I live in the land of optimism. So, of course, we're going to win. I mean, I just, I can't, I can't allow myself to think anything else. Now, you know, I could be wrong, but I really don't think I am. And I think after the way this past Sunday ended, not that the team wasn't going to go out there and just give 110%, but I think they're probably even more determined to leave everything out on that, on that field because they missed the Premier League, you know, trophy by, you know, inches, so to speak. I mean, I think if nothing else, that just, that just gave them even more motivation to do so. I mean, they all just look so miserable. I mean, I've never seen anyone look so miserable collecting a golden boot as Mo Salah did. I mean, it was, yeah. it's not funny, but it kind of is. Um, and I mean, even Allie, you know, getting the golden glove was not his usual, you know, self. So I think that's just given them that extra little whatever to to push them to be even more determined. And and I think it I mean it's like a freaking script. I mean, you know, after what happened in 2018, you know, against Real, then you know, they're just so so determined. And and I just I think it's the same thing that I've said multiple times on this podcast. I believe it until there's no reason to not believe it. I mean, I honestly even on Sunday, I mean, it wasn't until the whistle blew on our game that I gave up hope that somehow it wasn't going to get, you know, we weren't going to be able to pull it off. Um, I just, that's, that's just the way I am. Now I will likely be severely depressed if, you know, <laughs> if we don't win the trophy, but um, yeah, so I do. I, I, I think we're going to win it. I really do. I think, I think we're going to win it. And I don't know a whole lot about Real Madrid as a team. I mean, I know players names and, you know, and, and I really didn't watch that, semi-final game um against man city i mean i had it on for a little bit 
but then City scored, and so I turned it off, and Real scored, and I just left it alone. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we're just, so, yeah, so I really don't know, um, you know, a whole lot about them, per se, as, as a team, other than, you know, they are. They're just, you know, they're just a long-time big name in the game, and, you know, and I recognize that, and I understand that. But, um, you know, I mean, just the narratives are there left, right, and center for – just a wonderful match. Um, and, and that, you know, that's what I want it to be more than anything. I want it to be a good game. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess if it can be like the, you know, the 2019 final where it wasn't a great game, but we won. Okay. I'll take that. But, um, I just, I just, overall, I just, I just want it to be a good game, you know, that we play our very best and, and we end up with a win at the end of it. It's a it's a, a, a modest ask, isn't it? It's a modest ask. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm asking a whole lot, uh, no. but I did have a I did have a final quote. Go for it. Um, since this is my you know wrap up as well. You know what? I'm not even going to do it. Um, we'll save it for another week. I am going to read you the fortune that was in my fortune cookie from my Chinese <laughs> the other night, though. Okay. <laughs> and it is courtesy opens many doors. And I think that's just something we all need to remember. Um, no, anyway, no, I just, you know, Cam, Sai, I hope you enjoy yourselves. I can't wait to hear stories about the whole experience. I am so, so jealous. Um, and, you know, hope the next time we make it to the final, I get to go too. Yeah, let's, let's make a point of it, at least, Brie, if there's an, if there is another one, uh, these fuckers can do it wrong, stay at home and we're gone. And you and uh, I can go. I think that makes perfect yep, there sense. There you go. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's get go to you, Cam. Obviously, you know you're going to be there. Do this. It's it's it, it, there's an extra weight on it. Um, so is going to be talking to us about going as kid, and the occasion there is going to be the thing. Uh, but you know, uh, you're you're with a a bunch of lads. Uh, you go to a lot of games with and. Does what's happened this season frame it up for you in any way that makes you in any way less desirous of the win? Do you, do you, do you see it as a jolly up or are you kind of like myself and Lisa Marie were saying there? It's like, it's pretty much all or nothing. I mean, it will be devastating, obviously, um, to have made the efforts you'll have made to get there uh, if it doesn't work out. But I mean, are you pragmatic looking ahead to it or are you just all in here, brother? Have we lost Cam? Is Cam on mute? Yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Cam's um, on mute. Yeah, it's not been coughing away. I do apologise. Um, I, I, I'm all in, Trev. You have to be. It's Champions League final. If you're not all in on a Champions League final, then give up watching football, lad. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's everything. You I mean for you? It's personally, you said it's the biggest game for you. I've always said, you know, Premier League first, um, but this season, last two, three seasons, I've really wanted the FA Cup and I'm really pleased we've, we've, we've won that trophy now. But, you know, being out there, being very lucky to be out, being out there, very fortunate to have really good people who have gone above and beyond to ensure that I am out there is, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate. I'm, tr- I'm truly blessed and, um, a lot of that is down to AI. In fact, all of it's down to AI. That I'm, I'm going to be out there and, um, 
it's a wonderful community that we have here. It's a, it's it's very special. Um, it's been really good for me personally, and to be there in that stadium on Saturday night, just going to enjoy every single second of it again. You know, my second Champions League final um, in the last three years. Uh, what can I say? We've got we got to go there thinking we're going to smash the fuckers up. Simple as up the fucking Reds. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, so, last word to you. Uh, as we said, as you said, it's got an extra sort of resonance for you with the uh, with with you and Junior uh, in tandem. Uh, that's exciting in and of itself. Uh, you know, I I was planning to quote some of the stats from the season to you, which are so mightily impressive. Um, I wondered, does that all stack up in a column that just says this is a good season regardless? But I have a feeling you're probably just going to be like the three of us and it's just about the win, really. I would take the scrappiest of wins because, you know what, man, what I want more than I want you uh, and and Cam as, as my mates to go out and win and have a lovely experience with your families and your friends, I want this team to win because I think they're worthy of as many trophies as they can get over the line. Um especially for this season. Uh, and I wanted to mean something special and this trophy would be the embodiment of that. I mean, does that weigh heavy on you as you head out, man, or is it just all about the fun for you and this, this, the, the occasion? I, I, nothing weighs heavy on me now at all. Not, not in the slightest. I, I think it's going to be wonderful. I believe we're going to win, but I don't want it to sound like I don't care because if we don't win, I'm still, I'll still have an amazing time and me and my boy will remember it forever. One of the great times of my life was, was in Basel. Um, and I've been loads of places and we had a great time. Uh, even with, uh, Cam's mates, the Sings, they, they did this amazing thing for me, um, at, at two o'clock in the morning in the middle of nowhere, taking me up a mountain to get me back to a hotel because the car had been locked in a car park in the designated stadium car park and it locked at nine when the game finished at half ten. Um, just, there were just wonderful moments of being around Liverpool fans. The, the, I think it's the most romantic club in the world. Real Madrid might be the other most romantic club in the world in Paris. I think it's going to be a wonderful once in a lifetime, though this is the third time in, in four years occasion. Um, and it's the, these are the best of times. Being a football fan is about dreams and hope and hatred of other people. Um, and <laughs> it is, but, but absolutely it's all inextricably linked. But at the beginning of the season, you hope, you hope to be at this day. I booked flights for this day in. Yeah, ironically in October but we had to move them in February and I, the tw- 10 minutes after UEFA had, uh, had changed to uh, to Paris I booked a hotel room because I believe we were getting there this is just going to be a wonderful wonderful trip and I hope these boys get the credit they deserve I hope I hope Mo Salah gets the love that Divock Origi gets and uh, they, they they leave the pitch legends. And if they win in Paris against Real Madrid, these lads unequivocally are legends of all time. Couldn't agree more. And it's absolutely the perfect note to end on. And I hope that that's exactly what we're talking about when we speak to you next, 
folks, uh, because regardless, uh, we're going to have endless things to talk about. This truck, this behemoth uh, of a of a of a of a eighty nine wheeler is going to keep rolling on, and I'm not talking just about AI here. I'm talking about Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp, and we get years more of it. It's going to be exciting. We'll be bringing you the podcast on a regular basis as we always do. When we talk to you next, it will be lovely if we're talking about another trophy, the biggest one of them all. Uh, I look forward to that. I want to thank Lisa Marie Hannan. I want to thank Cam Branch and Simon Brundish um, for their contributions. They made this a really enjoyable hour or so, and hopefully it distracted you. Tune in next week when hopefully we can distract you with lots of incoherent shouting and babbling because the Reds have won. because that's what they do, if we're being honest, most of the time. I've been Trev Downey. This is the Anfield Index podcast. We will talk to you very, very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds. And it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.